Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Hey, here's a quick quiz for you. Which films do these quotes come from? Are you ready? Now shout out the answers if you know them. Number one, play it again, Sam. Okay, what film? Number two, Houston, we have a problem. Go on, call out the answers. Here we go. Number three, Luke, I am your father. And number four, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? Now, hopefully, you'll have guessed Casablanca, Apollo 13, Empire Strikes Back, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And if you did, you'd be wrong. You see, we think we remember these lines, but in fact, they are all famous misquotes. Play it again, Sam, was never said in Casablanca. A mirror, mirror on the wall was actually magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Now, do you see how easy it is to misquote people? Now, we're starting a new four-week series called Things Jesus Never Said. And he has often been misquoted by people from do unto others before they do it unto you to Monty Python's blessed are the cheesemakers. Now, today I want to think about what Jesus did and didn't say about forgiving others. Now, I recognise that this is a tough subject for many of you and it's raw because of what others have done to you. And for some, like me, you know, I've, I've never experienced a marriage breakup or parents who were absent or unloving. I've never been treated badly at work or been let down by others. I haven't been bullied or abused verbally. So when someone hurts me, forgiving others is still hard, but it is possible. But for others of you, if I were to sit and to listen to your stories, I think honestly I would just cry as you talk through the pain of what's happened in your life as a result of other people's unkindness and hostility. So I don't want to skim over this lightly, but also I only have a few minutes, so, so let's crack on. Jesus knew the vital importance of forgiveness, and so he included it in the prayer that he taught his disciples to pray. Now, if you're uh, new to faith or church, yet you've found yourself praying during these strange times, you're not alone. A recent survey has indicated that three million new people in the UK have turned to prayer since lockdown began. Well, in Jesus' teaching on prayer, he includes forgiving others, and he also finishes the prayer with a kind of a little PS, a postscript about the topic of forgiveness. So how do you pray? Well, Jesus said this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and here it comes, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, when someone seriously wrongs you, there is an unavoidable sense that the wrongdoer owes you. In other words, the wrong has incurred a debt, and this sense of debt is impossible to escape from. That's why we use phrases such as, I'm going to settle the score, I'm going to make them pay, an eye for an eye, whenever we speak about revenge. So what then 
is forgiveness. Forgiveness means giving up the right to seek repayment of the debt from the person who's harmed you. And that is both costly and hard. But don't forget, we're not blameless ourselves. You know, we've said and done things to hurt others, and we've certainly sinned against God. But the amazing thing is that what Jesus has done for us, he's paid the debt we owe, and he forgives us. There's no list of wrongdoings, no judgment. He doesn't hold it against us. You and I can be free. But that freedom doesn't come cheap because Jesus has paid the debt. That's why the cross speaks so powerfully of God's love, of his mercy and his forgiveness. And Jesus takes the debt of our wrongdoing and pays for it with his life. So every sin, past, present and future, is covered, is paid for, is dealt with by Jesus. And that's why I can keep coming back to him when I fail and mess up over and over again. Why? Because it's already been paid for and dealt with. Now, that all sounds great and lovely. But when it comes to us forgiving others, I know that some of you are thinking that that's just a too big a step to take. doesn't feel fair. You don't know what I've been through, you know, and you're right, I don't know what you've been through. But some of that fear, that reticence, is based on a misunderstanding of what Jesus meant by forgiveness. So let me tell you some of the things Jesus never said about forgiveness. You know, he never said forgiving someone means you should forget what they've done. You know, you might have heard this phrase before. You've got to forgive and forget. I mean, I've even heard people say, if you haven't forgotten, you haven't forgiven. Well, be clear. That is not what Jesus said. That is just not true. It's not in the Bible. And in fact, it's not even possible. (laughs) You know, God has wired us up in a way that makes us remember things that hurt us so that we protect ourselves the next time. You know, that's a lesson that I need to learn when it comes to kitchen cupboard doors being left open. A while back, we moved all of our breakfast cereal into a cupboard above the oven. It has this large door that opens out into the kitchen. And last year, I opened the cupboard and got out the cereal. And then I walked to the microwave uh, to heat up some porridge. And I was looking down and, and I forgot the door was open. And I walked straight into it, dropping and smashing the bowl and cutting my head. So blood was just dripping out. Oh, it was so painful. And you'd think that I would have learned from that. But just three weeks ago, <laughs> I did the same thing. And boy, did it hurt. I open that door every day to get the cereal out and I'm reminded every day of those bangs on my head. And even now, I often lift my hand as I walk past the cupboard just in case that it's open. Now, when it comes to the hurt that others have caused, we can't just forget it and nor should we. God doesn't expect you to to, to forget and act as if it's never happened. That's just lying to ourselves if we do. Forgiveness isn't about forgetting, and Jesus never said you need to forgive and forget. Now, another thing Jesus never said is this, forgiving someone means that you shouldn't pursue justice. In 1986, 
Michael and Jill Sayward hit the news headlines. They were at home one evening when three men burst in and attacked them. Michael, who was an Anglican priest, was tied up and beaten over the head with a cricket bat, fracturing his skull. Jill, aged 21, was dragged into the bedroom by a knife point and was raped and sexually assaulted. The men were caught later, and I remember seeing Michael on the news saying how he had forgiven those attackers. Jill did just the same too. And months later, following a judge giving the attackers very short sentences, there was uproar, and Michael spoke out against the sentence, saying that it was too lenient. And what was interesting was the, the press very quickly picked up on this and questioned his forgiveness. And Michael Saywood explained that he still forgave the men, but that for the sake of society, justice must be seen to be done. Forgiveness doesn't stop us from desiring justice, but it does stop us from executing justice ourselves. Another thing Jesus never said was this, forgiving someone means that what they did doesn't matter. You know, if someone says sorry to us, it's really easy to say, oh, it doesn't matter, that's okay. Actually, it does. If it didn't matter, we wouldn't feel hurt that there wouldn't be a debt that needs dealing with. So to forgive means to acknowledge the full pain and wrongdoing that's been done against us, but that we choose to no longer hold it against them. In other words, we set them free, even if they don't say sorry or ask for forgiveness themselves. And we do that because forgiveness is as much about freeing ourselves as it is of freeing others. Jill Sayward understood that. Her life could have been crippled with hatred and bitterness towards those men who beat her dad and raped her. But this is what she said. She said, I know the consequences of not forgiving others and I do not intend to be destroyed by them. I believe forgiveness gives you freedom, freedom to move on without being held back by the past. Now, what Jesus did say has huge implications if we choose to be followers of him. Here's the PS at the end of the Lord's Prayer. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So in other words, to understand the full benefit of God's forgiveness in our lives, there is a huge condition at play. That as we forgive others, so we'll experience his forgiveness. And if we refuse to forgive others, well, God will do the same with us. In other words, there's a lot at stake here. I'm going to unpack this a little bit more on Wednesday with Johnny in the Unpacked Lunch, which is on Facebook at 1pm. So please join us if you can then. So when Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer, it was a prayer for his followers to use, those who knew God as Father. It was for people who already knew the forgiveness of God. So to forgive without knowing the beauty of forgiveness ourselves is actually a really tough call. And this is why Paul writes these words. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. 
And here it comes. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Our natural tendency is to hold on to grudges, to want revenge. And yet Jesus calls us to a different response, ultimately a life-giving response, to forgive as he's forgiven us. Andy Stanley summed this up brilliantly. He said, in the shadow of my hurt, forgiveness feels like a decision to reward my enemy. But in the shadow of the cross, forgiveness is a mere gift from one undeserving soul to another. So who do you need to forgive? Now that's an easy question. The hard one to answer is, will you? Hey, let me pray. Father, if ever there was a subject where we need help to respond positively, it's this one. Forgiveness seems so unfair, so hard to do, and yet it's the key to our own freedom from bitterness and ongoing pain. So please would you help us to forgive? Not to forgive and forget, but to forgive. Not to forgive and avoid justice, but to forgive. Not to forgive and pretend that what they did didn't matter, but to forgive. Help us to learn to forgive as you have forgiven us. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find the next step, give financially or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.